Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Code. I'm your host, Ashley Coffee. Coffee and Code is your weekly rundown for the latest top tech news from around the world delivered every Wednesday. On my show, you'll find a mix of the latest tech news from around the world, including emerging tech, privacy, cybersecurity, and more, including interviews with experts, innovators, and everyday tech tips to level up your life. Subscribe to Coffee and Code to be notified when episodes go live. You can also find me on Twitter at AshleyCoffee underscore and on Instagram at AshleyRCoffee89. Thanks for listening and welcome to Coffee and Code. Hello and welcome to your weekly episode of Coffee and Code. This week's episode is an exciting one because I have a special guest on the show today. Her name is Jacqueline Corley. Jackie is your modern-day, purpose-driven, sought-after leader whose heart is to inspire girls to become women of authentic purpose. She is the founder and president of Girls Inspiring Generations International, and she recently just became an instructor of computer information science at Ozarks Technical Community College. Jackie is also a published author, public speaker, and coding coach. Jackie, I don't know how you do it all. (laughs) She was first introduced to technology when her parents brought home a desktop computer for the first time. She immediately said to herself, I have to know what that is and everything that it does. And the rest is history, which is really exciting. She founded Tech Girls Code in hopes of adding many efforts to dilute the disparities for women in computing sciences, specifically in the area of coding, uh, which is really exciting. It really aligns with uh, an organization that I'm a part of, Oklahoma Women in Technology, and our mission is to bridge the gender gap in STEM fields. So we love supporting organizations like Jackie's here, Tech Girls Code, because uh, we do believe that there needs to be more women in STEM and specifically uh, this 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 gap in STEM fields between women is just, it needs to be improved and uh, equality just can't wait. But Jackie has an amazing business that she has built up and I'm so excited to talk more about that throughout this episode. Uh, But without further ado, welcome to Coffee and Code, Jackie. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me on. I so, so appreciate you and I love everything that you're doing as well. Um, And it's amazing how we actually connected through Oklahoma Women in Technology. And it's an organization that is definitely on my heart and absolutely love it. So thank you so much once again for having me on. Of course, of course. This is this is my heart and my soul. Like I love when organizations can bring women together. Like <clears throat> I owe like my best friend I met through Oklahoma Women in Technology and this organization has benefited me so so much personally and professionally and it just warms my heart to know that the organization has connected people and just to see amazing um 
young women like you build this amazing future for yourself, um, but also give back through helping other women find their passion like you have found your passion, which I think is so inspiring. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more about your story um, in Tech Girls Code. So I gave a little bit of a bio, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, yourself and Tech Girls Code specifically. Of course. So as she said in my bio, my parents actually brought home a computer for the first time. And that's how I got into technology. Um, I actually grew up with technology in the 90s when there was, you know, the dial up and in everything before Wi-Fi. Let's just put it that way. There was a dial up. There was I remember there being even MySpace and all those things. I mean, chat rooms. I was fascinated with all of it. I got to a point where my parents had to keep me off of the computer. They had to give me a time limit because if I didn't get off, then no one could make phone calls. So that was kind of you know, how I really got into it. And to be honest, I was the only one in the family that really took to computers like that. My um, Most of my family only uses computers when they absolutely have to. And if I say anything about coding, they run away. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty much the one who is the techie in the family. I get asked all of the questions, but um, really what got me into tech as well is not even just so much that my parents introduced me to a computer, but the more that I started to learn about computers themselves and what they could do and the power of them and how they could really help transform the world, that was the thing that really intrigued me more. But then as I got older, I started to see that, oh, there are quite many, quite a very many people who are um, in this field that actually look like me. And I say this all the time. If you know me, you know my story. Um, I've shared that I actually have about four minorities in the field just within myself. Um, number one, I'm a woman. Number two, I'm a black woman. Number three, I'm an American black woman. And number four, I'm also an English speaking American black woman. And if you think about those last two things, you wouldn't think of it being really a minority, especially those last two things. I mean, being an American and English speaking seems like it's almost a majority, right? But for me, I would walk into my classrooms, especially in graduate school. And when you have about 30 people studying computer science and you see maybe about four Americans and most of them most of the others don't even really speak English as their first language. It's kind of like, okay, what am I, what am I doing here? You know? And so um, I remember even being in classes where I could not understand the instructors because they were not American. They, they're, you know, they weren't, they weren't English speaking as their first language. And I remember I felt like one instructor that I had talked like gibberish and I still don't remember how I passed the class. Um, I believe it was a lot of questions and a lot of studying on my own. But I say all of that to say, you know, we I feel like women are truly needed and not just so much women, but women of all backgrounds from, you know, different countries, different races, different walks of life, because you can truly add value to something, not just in coding, but anywhere in tech. And so 
one of the things that I truly appreciate about once I finally started to find more people who were like me is that they really introduced this idea of the fact that you are needed. Um, if you are a woman that you feel like, man, what's a place for me in, in tech? There is a place you are needed. And I remember being at a conference where there was a woman who did a presentation on just the fact of just how much we are needed. I remember there was a video she displayed and there was a product that didn't work unless there was a person of color that used it. Or I believe one example was one product that it worked for a specific race, but it didn't work for another race. And the only reason why is because there was a lack of representation there. And so along the same along the same token, I believe that women need to be part of this because their story matters, their their input, their place matters. Because if you feel like you know, you have no place, that's just all the more reason for you to get into this because someone before maybe told you that you didn't have a place, but that's just because they didn't understand your place. So if you're listening to this, I advise you to think about where is my place in this field and understand that you have a place and and you have a reason to be here. And that's really how Tech Girls Code got founded uh, was really because You know, I know in tech, you don't have to be a coder to be part of tech, but it's one of those things where I founded this as I did not want to lose the women who really do want to code. Uh, I felt like there is this stigma going around um, just the tech industry of, you know, hey, you can get into tech and you don't have to code. And then the ones that want to code, it's almost like, oh, should I or should I not? But I want to empower those women who truly want to code to get into this and really understand that if they want to do this, there's a place for them. Absolutely. It's so inspiring. And um, you mentioned earlier, so you you represent four minorities here. So being American, being a woman, being a Black woman, being an American Black woman, English speaking. So I'm very curious, when you were young and you were kind of seeing these adults around you. I'm very curious, who were your inspirations? Like, Who did you see out there in STEM that you thought to yourself, wow, I see myself in her. I see myself in what she's doing. Who have been your inspirations throughout your time in your career? Man, I really will say that when I saw a, the first time that I saw a female professor or instructor in the field of computer science, that was simply my inspiration because I had grown up around this stigma of this field is male dominated and this field, um, you know, has so many men and, you know, women aren't smart enough to be in this. And I grew up around so many questions of, should I really do this? Because I don't see many. And so when I finally saw a woman who was actually teaching or doing something in the field mm-hmm. of computer science. And and I also knew I had the understanding being in college where, you know, my instructor, my professor at the time, that was not their only job. So I knew that they had done something prior to the fact of them coming to teach me about computer information science. And 
when I started to learn about the background of these women and I started to see who their role models were and what they got involved in, and I started to to really see, wow, you know, their story led them to this place. And maybe I can use my story um, to really lead me to a place to where I can make such a great impact. I actually had one professor where she was a female, but she was also from India. And so getting to hear her story about how she was able to come over to the United States and still make an impact over here in tech and now is teaching at an amazing university in Texas, teaching cybersecurity. Um, So it's so amazing to be able to just hear those stories and the fact that I was able to not only see this person, but also learn the background as to why. Because I think sometimes being a student in general, especially in college, your focus is on, you know, my instructor is here to teach me and I want to learn everything about this subject that I'm supposed to be learning from them. But also keep in mind, there's a reason why they're there teaching you. There are so many people who get hired every day to be instructors, but that particular person is your instructor in that class for a reason because there's a certain background and a certain story that they have. And I really feel like that's the same um, in tech. And so as you meet people, I just encourage you, especially if you're a woman who's interested in transitioning into tech, learn the backstory as to why people got into it, because it definitely uh, will inspire you to keep going. Absolutely. Um, I'm very curious. So tell us more about your time as a coding professor. I want to hear more about that. And I'd like to hear what have been your biggest takeaways thus far? Well, definitely one of the first takeaways that I would say is I just remember the beginning journey of when I was a professor. I'm, I'm about five years into this now, and it's crazy to say that. But I remember at the beginning, I just remember thinking, man, am I too young for this? I feel like I'm around so many people who are just so much older and they're about to retire and they have so much experience. And then I also felt like, man, a lot of students expect too much out of me. or Maybe they expect more than I can. I really give what they're expecting. And I just remember um, connecting with another mentor wasn't necessarily a woman in tech, but it was just a woman in general um, who reminded me of why I was chosen to be in that particular position. And I also was talking with someone and they reminded me that even, you know, those who are older had a start as well. And so that encouraged me to keep going. And so one of the biggest takeaways that I took from that in my early years of teaching was Everyone has a start, and this is a profession that you definitely grow in. This is something that is not just a journey, but it's something that you will continue to learn more as you're teaching. Um, I've always heard it said that when you learn something, teach it to somebody because then that will reinforce your learning. And so there are various subjects that I teach now that I've been teaching for the last five years that I feel like I know it like the back of my hand now, because I have to always repeat it to so many courses. And so I believe the next takeaway that I would say is really the growth that I experienced that I really wasn't expecting to experience. I knew I would grow in the amount of years that I would be teaching, but I didn't realize the impact of how much that growth would be 
until I actually started to keep teaching over and over and over and over and over. And so really just, I want to just relay that back to, you know, your journey in tech. There are going to be things that you're going to do that you're going to have to do over and over and over and over to get better along this journey. And I think some women are scared to get into this because they're afraid of, man, I don't know if I would really be good at this, but if you just keep on going and going and going and going and doing things over and over and over and practicing, no matter what your field is, especially if you're a developer or even if you're in product management or something that's not coding related, your strengths and your skills are going to get stronger. And that's the biggest takeaway. And I'll say my final takeaway is just being able to realize that education is what I love. Being able to step into that, being able to recognize that it's something that I love and I love guiding, you know, students along their path um, to teach them not only how to do this and how to code, but also where to find their best fit. Um, And that really just goes back to purpose and purpose in life and why you're here. So um, I would say those are my three biggest takeaways from from my experience. That's a great segue into my next question. What projects are you most proud of? Uh, These can be past projects that you've worked on or um, something that you're currently working on. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I would definitely say one of my most favorite projects um, that I was able to work on um, was really being able to partner with um, a mentoring program. I believe it was called Girl Tech. And um, just being able to get in the field and not just teach college you know, kids and even the women that I coach now with Tech Girls Code, but just being able to give back in a um, contribution manner. And what I loved about it was this program allowed for girls who were interested in STEM to not only figure out what they were interested in, but be partnered with a mentor who was in that field And also they were able to create a project from start to finish on basically a huge report on, you know, the things that they were going to learn. So basically a mentoring process. So it was almost like they were kind of designing their own little coaching program a little bit because they were able to kind of chart their own path to, to how they wanted to step into this. And I think one of the reasons why that was one of my, one of my favorite projects was not only because I got to be one of the mentors to walk through um, or walk a young lady through the project and allow her to be able to get the progress and the things that she needs, but also just because it allowed for the girls to make the decision on what they wanted. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to this field and women getting into this field is really understanding this is something that I want and I'm going to go after it and I don't have to ask permission in order to do so. So I would say that was one of my favorite projects. And even now, um, I will say something what I do with Tech Girls Code. One of my favorite parts is being able to either do my mentoring sessions or the career coaching that's part of my Tech Girls Code Academy, which really allows for after the women go through 
the coding process and the coding skills and learning all of that, teaching them how to position themselves to be able to take those skills that they've just learned and actually go submit that, submit those skills to the purpose that they are going to have in the job that they find. And so rather than teaching them to just go out and find something, I'm teaching them how to position themselves to be able to put themselves in front of jobs that actually where they can portray, okay, this is what I have to offer you versus just begging to find a job, which I feel like that's what a lot of people are taught, you know, after they get their degree and they get their skills or their certification, you know, it's like, hey, just go apply to all these tons of these places and, and, (laughs) you know, hopefully somebody hires you, but there's a better way to do that. And so um, that's one of my absolute favorite projects that, that I'm working on currently. That's awesome. I think project-based learning is so important in in technology and and specifically coding-based learning. Um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. You're helping uh, individuals equip themselves with this, I I would say like Swiss army knife tool set of tech skills that can be very valuable in the future, but just it's a matter of using the right tool and the right time, right, when it's appropriate, and then having all of those tools collectively in your toolbox. So I think that's that's great that you're, you're helping people kind of get that foot in the door and feel confident and empowered to, like you said, um, know your worth and to be able to be adaptable and marketable with your skill set. So that's really amazing. So as the founder of Tech Girls Code, um, what are you currently working on? Right now, I am currently working on actually the web development portion of my academy. So if you're not familiar with Tech Girls Code Academy, it is a program not just to teach women how to code, but also find the coding career of their dreams. But within that academy, I have multiple different languages that uh, one could learn. Uh, Right now, there are currently four that I have, and they are... Uh, Python, C++, Java, and web development. So web development is the fourth one. And I'm currently working on that one. That one's the academy that I'm primarily focused on right now. And like I said, I have those other three languages back there, but that's currently the academy that I'm going through um, that a lot of my students are in right now is what I mean. So um, in the program, you can pick which one that you would want. And then based on the coaching calls, you can ask questions pertaining to that particular language that you're in. And then you can even hear, you know, what other languages people are are doing if they're in Java or they're in C++ or the web development. Um, it's kind of cool to see who's on there. So when you ask your questions, um, you can kind of say, oh, well, maybe the next time if I want to do that particular language, I know I'll learn this. So but I'm sp- strategically more more focused on my web development academy because I have the most students there. So, and that one is focused on front end development, which is in HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Wow, that's amazing, very versatile. So what are your thoughts, Jackie, on the future of technology in Oklahoma? Uh, I feel like the past 10 years, I mean, 20 years alone, Oklahoma has really changed. I remember when, before Bricktown was even developed, before there was even a canal, it was just crazy. And look at us now, we have an NBA team. 
uh, and we're starting to attract more tech companies. Um, Hitachi relocated to Oklahoma. They're actually located in Norman. But a lot of really amazing tech companies are starting to have their eye on Oklahoma for lots of reasons. But the cost of living in Oklahoma is quite low, and that can make um, a developer or someone very enticed to to move to Oklahoma for lots of reasons. So now that I feel like COVID has really shifted virtual working and the way that we all work and communicate with one another, the the future is ripe with opportunity because you could be working in Oklahoma and making, you know, a really good salary as a developer um, on these great projects and not have to live in the Bay Area and pay exorbitant fees for for rent. But um, yeah, I would love to to hear your thoughts on the, the future of tech in Oklahoma. Man, there's a lot I could say here because, as you know, I'm from Oklahoma. I was born and raised in Oklahoma and Lawton, Oklahoma, actually, and. Um, I guess I'll just start by saying this. I, When I first interviewed for my very first um, professor position in Oklahoma, actually, one of the interview questions that I actually got asked was, what do I see for the future you know, of 2020? Because at the time I was interviewing about, I believe, three to four years before 2020. And I remember my presentation was on the um, evolution of technology from like the 1900s up until then. And I got asked that question and honestly, really not knowing, it was kind of just a guesstimation, but I had said, you know, um, because it was more education related. So my answer was, I really feel like a lot of courses and a lot of things that we're going to be doing are going to be by video technology. A lot of what we're doing is is starting to go that way. And so I feel like that's going to happen by 2020. And the reason why I mentioned that is because, you know, I don't know if you remember this, Ashley, we were back in the times where we would have been in college. There wasn't so much, you know, being able to Zoom going to class or if you were sick, you couldn't Zoom into a session or um, if you missed class, there was no way to get anything except to get the notes. I actually had an instructor that if you missed the review for the test, you could not actually talk to him um, about the review if you were not there, regardless of the situation, why you were there. So now, yeah, so now that's kind of changed as to, okay, wow, if I'm not there, I can zoom into a session. I, I, I didn't imagine myself running zoom sessions for people who maybe they're sick or they just couldn't be there or something happened. So at that time of that interview, that was my answer. And not knowing that in 2020, that's truly what it came to be. And so Mm -hmm. for the future of Oklahoma specifically, I really feel like the number one thing, Ashley, is the opportunity. I mean, you already said it, being able to work remotely, but then also I feel like the remote aspect of being able to connect with people who are interested in coming to Oklahoma to work, to really be able to connect with them and really help explain to them, you know, why Oklahoma might be a good opportunity. You know, as I mentioned before, um, I have a friend who was a professor who is now just an awesome friend of mine. um, And then I actually got to work with a little later. It was kind of fun. Her story about coming from India over to Oklahoma, even just now being able to easily connect with people in other countries who might want to come to our specific state and help out with something within Oklahoma. You know, I um, don't live in Oklahoma currently, but 
um, now I've moved away. But um, I believe that's definitely one of the reasons why Oklahoma would definitely thrive. Um, I do believe, you know, cost of living in Oklahoma is is definitely a lot lower than a lot of places. And so I know that it's also become a tourist attraction as well, because, you know, Oklahoma has city funders here. Um, there's even like a Oklahoma, um, I think, soccer team or something like that, pro soccer team, something like that. So there are so many different attractions here that I think people who are wanting to work in tech would also be interested in. So there's things in Oklahoma that people definitely could be part of. But as far as working in tech, there's so many opportunities. I remember just looking the other day for someone that I'm mentoring in the area of Oklahoma and seeing how many opportunities were available. So that's my take on Oklahoma for now. Amazing. Yeah, the uh, Oklahoma City, the it's called the Energy, Oklahoma City Energy, yes. um, which is really cool that we have a a team. Um, So that's, I totally agree with you there. Uh, The the opportunity for individuals is just going to be quite wide um, for Oklahoma and beyond. And um, with both of us being from Oklahoma, um, I I grew up in Oklahoma City. I have family that actually live in Lawton and uh, it's been a while since I've been down there, but uh, Arbuckle Wilderness and uh, the Wichita Wildlife Refuge is quite beautiful down there. If anyone's ever in Oklahoma, definitely give that spot a visit. It's absolutely gorgeous, especially in the fall. But uh, Jackie, I'm very curious, what kind of advice would you have for those listening that want to learn more about coding and potentially pursue a career in the field? Yeah, I actually... One of the main things that I always tell people is be sure that this is something you're wanting to do for the right reasons. Because just like anything, if you get into this for the wrong reasons, it's not going to benefit you or anyone else that you may come across. You really want to make sure that you find an area in tech or even if it's not coding Um, that you find something specifically in this field that you really would enjoy learning. If it's on the coding route, do you want to be someone who designs websites? Do you want to be someone who develops apps? Do you want to be someone who works more on the back end with back end coding? Um, Do you want to be someone who, you know, kind of works like IBM style, maybe programming machines? Are you someone who would want to work with databases? That's my experience in the industry with databases databases and queries. Um, Do you want to be someone who um, does, in addition to uh, databases and queries, do you want to be someone who is a DBA, maybe a database administrator? Just kind of really thinking about what, what really interests you. And if you're not quite sure, really put yourself in positions where you can expose yourself because I definitely know exposure is so much, such a big part in in this field. And as you know about my story, if I was not exposed to a computer, I probably wouldn't even be in it today and probably maybe not as long as as I have been. So really just making sure you get the right exposure, also knowing thinking about what are you actually interested in and then making sure you're in it for the right reasons, because I can definitely tell you when that matches with your ultimate passion, this career definitely can be something amazing for you. 
Um, I have been to so many different conferences now. I've had public speaking opportunities in the field. I've had, um, I've become an author, not necessarily with a tech, um, with a, for a tech topic, but because of, you know, technology and just being able to connect and just the amazing way that this world is now, I was able to become an author through that. Um, I've been able to, of course, become a professor and meet so many college students and coach them on their careers. And now being a coding coach, being able to help women now get into the field. And so my biggest advice would be to really sit down and think about what is your vision over your life and how can that really, how can you really bring that into tech? Because that's going to really keep you going, especially if you're a developer that's coding all day and you're frustrated because you can't figure out your errors. I've definitely been there. Or if you're somebody who's just in another part of tech that maybe you're in tech leadership and it's just a tough day, that vision is going to really help you um, sit through everything that you go through. And so I definitely would start there first. And I would be more than happy to talk with anyone who has questions about that specifically. I love that. And I love that you constantly empower those around you um, through Tech Girls Code. So um, before we kind of close out our conversation today, which has been an amazing conversation, by the way, um, can you tell us where our audience can find you on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or um, yeah, let us know what those little handles are. Yes. Well, you definitely can find me on good old Instagram at Tech Girls Code. I spend majority of my time there mainly because I love all of the things you can do, the lives, the reels, um, the stories. I do them all. So go definitely follow me at Tech Girls Code on Instagram. I also just opened up on Facebook um, at Tech Girls Code as well. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Jacqueline Corley. And if you want my LinkedIn handle, you should be able to find me at linkedin.com forward slash n forward slash Mrs. J Corley. So that's how you can connect with me. And if you also want to send me an email as well, you can send me an email at info at techgirlscode.com, or you can definitely visit the website techgirlscode.com to find out more about what it is that I do. And also just recently added this Wednesday, I am dropping the first episode of my brand new podcast called Tech Girls Cast. So definitely go over there and listen to the trailer. It's available now, but you can definitely connect with me as well over there. Wonderful. And I will be putting your social handles in the show notes so our listeners can check those out along with your website. Um, But I'm really excited for your podcast. Definitely will be checking that out this Wednesday and every Wednesday. Um, But really cool. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jackie. This has been a very informative conversation. I love what you're doing with Tech Girls Code. And thank you for taking the time to come on and share your passion with the audience. Yes, thank you once again for having me. And I definitely love what you are doing. I have loved listening to your tech news. There's some stuff on there that I didn't even know about until I listened to your episodes. So thank you so much for allowing me to be on this podcast. And let me just say I absolutely love Ashley, such an amazing influence in the field. If you're listening, definitely stick close to her. 
some amazing things that she's doing for women in tech. So definitely appreciate you. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Sending you a virtual hug. Um, it's, I love it. I, this is, this is what gives me life. This is what keeps me going is, you know, highlighting amazing people doing great things like you and helping connect the dots and helping people find their passion. Uh, so thank you again. Um, again, everyone check out tech girls code and follow Jacqueline Corley along with her exciting, uh, coding adventures and, and all things tech. Uh, thanks for listening and stay tuned next week for another episode of Coffee and Code. If you enjoyed today's episode of Coffee and Code, head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rate and review. While you're there, Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when new episodes go live every Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Code, and I'll see you next week.